0: Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the row looks like for followers of Jesus. And just so you guys know, you can find us on any place that you go uh, to find podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or uh, I'm not much of any other source. So any of those other sources that you go to, there we are. Morning, guys. How are we doing today?
1: Well, good morning, Abram. Hey. Sorry, I'm a strong voice coming yeah, for on here sure. saying good morning. Is, this, is it morning? Because well, what I'm looking at, it looks like I'm in the afternoon. Well, oh, wait, you just woke up. <laughs> no, I did not just wake <laughs> up. Did not just wake up. The life of a youth pastor. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, may have woke, I may have woke AM. up at 1045. It's not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Nate. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, like, what about you, big dog? This is good. I'm excited. Really, actually, a lot of emotions are going through me uh, being back, so... But I enjoyed it. I mean, it was great. Um, got to spend a good amount of time with family and vacation and uh, traveling and researching and reading and podcasts. I listened to probably over a hundred podcast episodes. That's wild. Was uh, any of them ours? Actually, they were every. Yeah, five of them were. <laughs> four of, yeah, five of them were. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I watched the videos. So I thought you know I was joking with people that I was like Liz and I were like we ranked. I was joking with you guys yesterday, but we ranked the speakers from one to five. (laughs) That only Liz and I will know forever. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. Yeah, it was good. Uh, It's all right. All L's are here, baby. (laughs) No, it was really good. We enjoyed – because I love the different flavors. Um, It was – I think it's beneficial, and we got to see the heart um, of all of you. And, um, you know, super – from, you know, very intellectual conversation to – to super grace, to um, uh, very truth-oriented, and anywhere in between, it was. I, it was. Why did he look right at me when he said truth? He looked at me when he said grace. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, no, I would, I would, uh, I would say it was somebody else. But I think we all know who that one is. <laughs> Mark Dennison. Yeah. <laughs> they did not say the name. Oh uh, yeah, but um, you know, it was really good. It was. Um, it was a really good time. I learned a lot. Uh, I failed a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, um I, I saw where some of my failures were um in my sabbatical that man Jesus grabbed a heart hold of my heart on and had to do some repenting. I fasted, uh spent a lot of time praying at night outside. Um for a number of hours at times. And so um it was really beneficial. But I'm really excited to be back. So yeah. That's cool. Well you were
2: missed, man. You were missed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um
1: it's funny. If if
2: anyone that's listening to this podcast right now is actually going to hear your voice before, <laughs> this you is know, true because nobody
1: knows what you're back at. because yeah, yeah, you yeah. got
2: back Tuesday. Nobody was in the office Monday, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. there was that Facebook we did, video. I did put a video yesterday. on there, but yeah, I was. Uh, but I haven't seen anybody really mm-hmm. yet. Just a few people. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, but um, this is more personal. Yeah, it is. But hey, so the big thing I want to make sure that we're all aware of is the Maven Conference. It is. Uh, I I if you're listening. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Um, If you are a guardian, teacher, um, leader of any child, teenager, or future children of any sort, I I mean, I seriously can't stress this enough. You need to be here. Um, It is one of the greatest things that we can do as a congregation um, they are going to talk to you about some of the most important things in our culture and how to use um, and how to develop our kids in the midst of this. And if you if you're not paying attention, our culture is discipling our kids, and they're doing it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why so many people are walking away from faith. Um, we can't afford to not do that. And they he's a um, he was a youth pastor for a very long time, but he's I think he's got his degree in. Um, But I think he's got a theology degree, a seminary degree. I think he's even got a degree in philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's done an incredible job. Him and his wife have done an incredible job of teaching their children how to live for Jesus in a very chaotic, um, woke, culture mm. that we're in and so that is august 12th and i want to make sure that even if you can't like you're like well we just child care is the hardest thing for us okay you know i understand that and if you can't find child care can one of you come you know, one of you need to be here. Mm. And then you can go back home and talk to your spouse yeah, about really all good. the things you've learned. Um, Are we going to be streaming this at all? You know, I don't know. I want to find that out. I don't know if we can stream it, but I wonder if we can sometime record it. And record it and, and get it back to and at something like our that, church. For sure. And so, but at the end of the day, I love you all. I really do. This is going to be a challenging statement I'm about to say, but you can't afford not to be here. Mm. If, if your kids really mean that much to you, you'll be here. Like, it, I, I, you know, if you you know, you always find ways. If you, there's a concert you want to go to, you'll find a way to get to that concert. If there's a game you want to go to, you'll find a way to get to that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's something really important for you, you'll, you'll find a way to get there. You, you can't afford not to be here uh, no. in our culture. And yeah. so, um, again, it's $50 for a couple. It's $25 for a single. Which is super cheap. It's super cheap. You're going to be provided lunch. Um I know this is a really long announcement, but I can't stress it enough, and I want to make sure that at least at least every family represented at Avenue mm-hmm. is here. But we've also seen a number of people from outside the church, our church, from other churches that are coming. So yeah. um, this is going to be good. I
2: wonder if folks realize that, like, this isn't, on schedule to happen again yeah you know, like we're I, not doing it I, again. I think a lot of people might think well i'll just hit the next
1: one yeah right. yeah we're not doing yeah, it yeah. again There's i mean this is expensive is like we're putting a ton of investment into this mm-hmm. um we have sponsors that are coming to this you know colleges that are coming to this like this is a big deal and so you're right nick no we're not we're not doing this again yeah yeah so anyways get signed up it's on our app and uh our, our website or again you can contact any one of us on staff and we'll make sure you we get you signed up so um, all right, well, let's move into, uh, who was our speaker Sunday again? Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. This? He had great hair. I have <laughs> <my eye laughs> really flowy hair.
1: <laughs> he does have great hair. I'm gray jealous hair, of that I'll never have. Um, it was really good. I watched it on my way. I was heading to another church on Sunday and I watched the 9 a.m. service while I was driving in the car. And so we listened, to, we watched the whole service and it was, I, I thought you did a fantastic job. And so, um... But here's the thing, you did you did two people. I did. I I didn't mean to, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh King Saul. Yep. And King David. Yep. And yep. So, uh so what was what were your challenges? I kind of heard some of them a little on the lo- along the way, but you finally landed. So what was your yep. challenges getting up to the part of King Saul and King David?
2: Yeah. So the biggest challenge that I ran into when I first picked David was just like his story was 10 times bigger than I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those things, like the Old Testament, so many of us have these little nuggets of Bible stories when we were kids, and like you remember Noah, and you remember Gideon, and you remember Abraham, and you remember Moses, and like all these stories that are big illustrations. And then when you come to David, you think of... Probably the Psalms. Many people probably think of the event with Bathsheba, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Maybe even people might think, uh, you know, um, about his relationship with Jonathan, right? Um, When I was digging into it, I started in... Ruth, actually, because I wanted to take ah. back as far as I could. I'm a really bigger picture kind yeah. of a guy. I, I noticed that Sunday. I started super wide, and the biggest challenge was narrowing it down, because I had to leave out so much. And yep. I didn't even get through the first... I didn't even get through First Samuel, um, and all of my information was on Saul. And then I was like, wow, well, maybe I'm supposed to do Saul instead... And then I actually went to um, a few a few opinions that matter to me, and I said, hey, what am, what am I, should I do this instead? And they all kind of agreed, no, David's your guy. You know, you have a lot in common with David. You should stick to your guns there, but you could change it up in a way. And so it was that Wednesday night that I decided, you know what, I'm going to do king saul as well Mm. and then that turned into i actually spent a ton of time on saturday morning in prayer and going through um, all of my notes and things like that and coming to see that saul and david had so much in common but yet they had one big difference about them that was deeper than a personality trait and it was how they dealt with their sin so Mm -hmm. i think the hardest part was still just getting it concise Getting it under forty-five minutes, which I didn't hit. Yeah. It was like fifty minutes, I think, at the nine a.m. You know, but it, was, it it worked out. It worked out well.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna I guess throw this out there. It was a joy for me to watch almost all five of you go as long as I do, mm-hmm. if not longer. And I just thought this is good (laughs) it makes me laugh good (laughs) dude i remember my
0: first the the 9 a.m for me i don't know what changed at second service but i don't know what happened but nick like somehow added some more time onto it and i looked up at the clock when i was at the time at 9 a.m and then what i was at at 11 a.m and i was like oh crap Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and the
1: funniest one for me was um uh, Jason. Oh, Dude. my. Dude. Yo. His was a marathon. Jason, it felt like we were at a McDonald's <laughs> drive thru right there. Oh, my gosh. The old McDonald's drive thru. Uh, I hope he listens to you this. You know, it's funny. <laughs>
2: For nine a.m., he actually cut off a ton of slides. He had forty-four slides. Oh
1: my! And
2: he actually skipped like five of them. Gosh! Um, because I ran slides for him yeah. <laughs> that that morning, so I saw. It. Gee, many
1: Christmas. Oh man, it crazy! Was, I should had, like, just read percent. the chapter and probably faster. <laughs> he, <literally, laughs> he made the joke that he was going to do that. Yeah, I know. I heard it. He's that sort of of like, I'm just going to go up there and read twenty chapters. And so my one of my favorite parts on Sunday, and I thought this was really good. Um, you connected judges hmm. to. Um. Well, the nation of Israel. I think it's your third slide. Hmm. Um. Pretty early on, as soon as I started talking about Saul. Yeah. Um. I think. Well, you said that. Uh, let's see. Where's it at? A confirmation. Uh, from story, reading through the book of Judges feels bleak and stressful, but it's a confirmation that the world needs a completely just and merciful ru- ruler, being God, not men. Mm-hmm. Humans ruin everything. And God comes to save, and then you shared First Samuel eight six nine six through nine, and they wanted a king. Um, By the way, I love that. Uh, That is that is the story of Judges. Um, What? How does that have? I would say, how do you think that has implications for us today as well? Mm -hmm. I I have a point where I'm going with this, but um, how do you see the same thing happening? in our world as well today. It's more specifically, maybe Christians and churches and things like that today.
2: Sure. Well, it makes me think of, you know, it makes me think of our political environment, our government, our things like that. Yeah. You know, it makes me think that, you know, we, you know, everyone born in America is fortunate that we live in a democracy and a free world, right? Mm-hmm. Not arguing anything about that stuff. Yeah.
1: But we still... Which is really important, too. I want to jump in real quick because d- democracy is definitely better than a theocracy. Yeah. Because a theocracy is you will believe in this God, whatever mm-hmm. this God is. Like Babylon was a theocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel was a theocracy yeah um but a democracy is the idea where it's the people mm-hmm. um who have the influence and th- that does put more openness for people to have different views and different thoughts yeah. and not be crucified for it. sure so anyways um yeah I to and, that. and
2: you know it, it gets to the whole idea about you know being able to choose your leaders rather than a bloodline choosing your leader or you know some yeah. something else that fits that category and so it's like if we really believe that we have that sort of control, um, you know, we can vote on who we want to lead us. And we mm-hmm. kind of have a say, in how we're being led and how we're being run, I think as soon as we let go of that, mm-hmm. then things are just going to get uglier and uglier and uglier because power does that to people. Yeah, you know, sort of a thing. And there's no room for God. Yep. You know, when if we're just blindly following any world leader that we have, mm-hmm. and then just forgetting forgetting about our roots and yeah. what it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it kind of continues to show us. I, I, I agree. That's why I think it continues to show us that, that we desperately have a need. Uh, for God, because we're so fallen mm-hmm. and we're, we're no different than the Israelites were back in the time of Judges. Yeah. And then entering into Saul's reign, you know, like we're the same. We always want like, uh, we always want something that's tangible. We can see an experience that everybody else has. And God's like, oh, I, didn't want, I, don't, I didn't create you that, create you that way. I am mm-hmm. um, your king. I'm your God. I thought you did that beautiful. But I, I think, too, where it also goes into play is the idea of ministry. Mm-hmm. um church pastors man i can't tell you how much i again back to the sabbatical is the um i have zero authority in people's lives um anybody who calls themselves a pastor has zero authority we're just shepherds the idea is that jesus is our king right and 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 I think the reality is, is I think the reason so many people want leaders and pastors, you know, in front of them and with them is because it's easier to see this. It's easier to experience this. I connect better with Nick. I connect better with uh, uh, Bill. I connect better with Abe. Um, I connect, you know, whoever is the speaker. And but the reality is, is that every one of those people, though, are leading you to Jesus, who is the authority. And I, I think that's a struggle that we're still experiencing today, that that the Israelites mm-hmm. were experiencing way back when. Because yeah. if you notice that when the judges came on the on the play, um, everybody's like, "Great!" And now there's peace in the land. Well, what happens if that judge dies? And there's anarchy, mm-hmm. right? Because Distress, confusion. Yeah. yeah, it starts all over. So I thought I thought you connecting it right away to the idea of King Saul, and the only reason that we have King Saul, and the only reason we got King David. Was because God's like, okay, fine, mm-hmm. I'll give, I'll give into your desires, and obviously yeah. their desires are awful. But well, let's
0: um, let them have their their way. Yeah, yeah. Ex- absolutely.
1: So, so which leads me to the next question: What similarities do you have with this figure or these figures? I sure. Should say. Yeah. So I'll start with Saul. Um, <clears throat> I shared this on
2: Sunday, and I I, I shared it because I, I wrestled with it, and I think it's I think it's true. Is you know. Um, I'm a people pleaser. It's something that it's something that I struggle with. I don't want to identify myself as a people pleaser. I got to sure. be careful saying that. Yeah. But I struggle with people Hi, I'm pleasing. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi Nick. Hi Nick. No, um, I, I struggle with with people pleasing, um, and and that could be rooted from it could be rooted from a lot of things. It could be rooted from wanting to be well liked from wanting to feel like i fit in from from wanting that affirmation or it could be from from fear of being cast out fear of not mattering okay all of those things i think i share that with Saul okay and then with David you know the the more superficial things like he's really emotional he's into music he's a musician he he, he writes music you know he's really into worship like yeah. I've always felt like I've had a connection there with David, you know, sort of a thing. Um, But I think on a deeper level with David, um, David has a lot of actually sin that I have struggled with in my life that I'm still working on conquering, and that's like lust and sexual temptation and, and all of these things, like... Um, everyone forgets that 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 he was a polygamist, right? And everyone forgets that he had a not only wives, yeah, of but were. but he had a harem, a harem of women and concubines yeah. and all of these things. And even though he had all of that what we would say, you know, s- sexual needs met, Yeah, you know, he still went after Bathsheba because it yeah. just wasn't enough. It yeah. was an insatiable gluttony yeah.
1: that I think that I do struggle with, you know. And it's like he passed that on to his son Solomon who was like, <laughs> dude, you've got a problem. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually, in in my studying... I thought that the firstborn was Solomon from Bathsheba. Oh. I learned for the first time yeah. that God took the first child yeah. away, yeah. the child of he the died. affair. Yeah, I, I, I missed that. Yeah. So that was something that I learned actually in this.
1: That's really good. Time. I um, um, Did you, when you were studying, which is actually kind of fun, did you learn anything new about the characters that maybe you didn't share? Or did you have notes? You're like man, I really wish we could have talked about this, but we just didn't have time to.
2: Yeah, I had, I had like, before I even got to David, I, I had seven notes <clears throat> of things of of what I wanted to get into with Saul and stuff like that. And um, apart from the first child dying, which I don't even think that child got a name in Scripture um, because the child died so young, I don't remember their name. Um, that was something that I had learned for the first time. Yeah. Um, something else that I learned for the first time was that I I didn't know that Samuel was a judge, okay? Oh, I just yeah. thought he was a prophet at the time. I didn't know that he was the leader directly before Saul.
1: Wait, wasn't Samuel uh, multiple things? Like he, he was, was a lot priest, of a prophet. Yeah. And... He has a
2: lot of adjectives yeah. that go he with was, him. He
1: uh, was as assigned. <laughs> yeah, as, <laughs> as assigned. Needed yeah. As needed. Uh... He was the one. Wasn't he the one? No, maybe he wasn't the one. Maybe, was he the one that was under... Uh, I can't remember the priest's name right now, but he the God kept talking to him in his in his sleep I'm and not he would sure. wake up and he, Oh Eli. Eli, I'm not sure. And he'd walk over and say, well, you know, I'm here and uh he's like, No, you know, that wasn't me, go back to bed and it happened multiple times mm. and then the third time he's like, Oh, it's the Lord, you know, next time your your servant's I'm sure. listening.
2: I'm not sure. When I when I oh, started Sam in Judges, him. I didn't read a big backstory on Samo because yeah. he because he he, he he wasn't my guy sort of a thing. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, but I did know that. But he, he was the prophet that time. He yeah. was leader, judge, prophet. Yeah. You know, and and he set things in place because of his relationship with God, and he was told to. You know, um, I also learned a lot of stuff about Saul. Um, for some reason, I had in my head that Saul was David's dad. And I learned oh. that that wasn't true. But then through marriage, he became his father-in-law, which is probably why I had that all mixed yeah, up yeah, in yeah. the beginning. You yeah. know, so that was something that I learned, and just the nature of their relationship in general. You know, there were things in there that I knew, but there were things in there that I had read for the first time, like um, like with Saul that um, this 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 complicated thing. I didn't I didn't realize that Saul was Jonathan's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought and they were that, best friends. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were like, closer than best friends. I mean, yeah, that, that relationship, I I had a whole section I was going to write. Oh, I was, was going to re- talk about I don't about remember.
1: David did you Jonathan. talk about how it ended?
2: With uh, Saul <coughs> that beat killing himself? Yeah. and then I his mentioned son. it really, really quietly. Really, <sighs> really briefly. I,
1: did, I mean, that is a heartbreaking story. Yeah. Man. I
2: didn't get into that one.
1: I didn't have time. <sighs> yeah, that's you know? true. You
2: didn't. <laughs> but, gosh, I mean, it's like I was laughing. I actually had a couple people call me. After that sermon, and you know, very, very encouraging conversations. And they were, and something that multiple people said was like, David and Saul could be an entire sermon series. Yeah, they really could, you know, and then to recap it all into one message. I mean, we could probably do
1: a series on David for a year. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... Probably so. There's so much information on him.
2: Yeah, and I left out. I actually talked more about
1: Saul than I did David. I did notice that, you, yeah. You know, so... Let me ask this question. This is... I don't think this is on here, but I want to ask, like, what did... How did you connect with God in this? Like, how? Mm. what was your connection between what, in a sense, you know, what Yahweh was doing with Saul and David and everything, uh, Samuel and all kinds of stuff, and how did you find yourself connecting, maybe growing in your own walk of Jesus and faith yeah. and like that? Well, something that...
2: I think that this was the first thing that I noticed was like having to dive into scripture so deeply and having to rely on God so much. Um, I felt really, really close with God as I was preparing for this message. Like more so than I do on a just when I'm picking songs for worship or working with the team or something like that. Because unlike having to put my, my faith, so to speak, in other people to practice their music and know what they're doing and, you know, get the slides together. Like on a Sunday morning, it take it takes 15 people to get worship running, okay? But when my only responsibility was scripture and giving a message, all of a sudden, it was like there was no, there was nobody to help me. You know what I mean? Like, not, not that I, not, not, not that I was desiring help, but it was like, it was very personal. It was very, okay, God, what do you want me to say? Like, there's nobody else to influence this sort of a thing. So, like, the reliance on God, on me having to make sure I put time in there to read, make sure I put time in there to pray, make sure I put time in there to listen... It interrupted my normal routine like crazy because yeah. it was my first sermon. I mean, it's, yeah. I've never had to do that before. I've never had to think that way before, and like I loved it like way more than I ever thought that that I would. And like, um, it was kind of like bittersweet when I was done because I don't miss the stress of it. Yeah, but like I don't know, having that opportunity was really really cool.
1: I, yeah, I, I will absolutely say without a shadow of a doubt, you did w- way better. Way better than I ever did on my first time. Really? Oh, it infinitely better. I was <laughs> uh, just like, man, if I started off that way, maybe I'd be even better today. But I was like, that was it was good. You did a good job. Oh, thanks, man. Um, it means a lot. Uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to uh, – maybe this is a question for both of you. I wish I could get the other guys in here too. But did you notice um, that – as you're prepping for a message, did you find yourself, like, uh, really desiring to know it and to understand God better and mm-hmm. to have a relationship? Because you're like, man, I'm getting ready to preach to oh these my gosh. people.
2: I was so terrified of getting the smallest detail wrong. For sure. Like, I was, like, I, it, it gave me such a responsibility to, to be so well-versed in what I was talking about because... Um, it was like, if I said something wrong, then that's on my shoulders of leading folks astray. Yeah. You know, and I parallel that too with like making sure that like when we pick songs for Sunday morning, we don't just pick songs because they're popular. I don't just play music as Elevation says it's okay. (laughs) I play, I go through the lyrics and I make sure that it is doctrinally sound to what we believe, you know, and that's, and that sometimes takes a long time, but that's because if we're, Singing and worshiping things that aren't even true, it's the same sort of a thing. That would be like you going up there on a Sunday morning and giving a message that that is not even out of, out of the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that wouldn't that's leading folks do astray, that. And your it, your you're leading folks yeah. astray, you're not being a good shepherd. It's like it's a huge responsibility. And like on a very, very personal level, that whole the the week leading up to it, okay? Because I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. The, the week leading up to it is when it's when it was its most intense. And, like, I was so afraid to even sin yeah. during that week. Like, oh, more yeah. than I've ever really been. Because like, I got to be focused. Because it's like, well, I really want God to bless me and be <laughs> with me, and, you know, so I don't want to do it. So, like, I was like, every little thing that that I would normally struggle with, it was, like, so magnified. And it was just like... Oh well, gosh, no, I don't even want to get near that because I gotta I know that I'm in a few hours I'm gonna be working on this message yeah. and I want God to talk to me. I don't <laughs> want him to be mad at me. <laughs> you know? So it was like it kept me in check. Just in just in my just in things that aren't even related to the message. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, that's good. I did wonder like, is this what Nate is going through twenty four seven? I did wonder that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean didn't I talk to you about it's, it's, it's about that? Like part of it that a week or two before, I think I was like, I was like, man, if I had to do this every single week on, we did talk about that, in and out. I was like, yeah. this would be, I don't know about this. Well, well, we we <laughs> we both came to the agreement that after
2: you've done it for so long, yeah. you probably have a groove and you probably have a method. Yeah, I, Which I will we say we were out of groove. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It,
1: it yeah. is it is helpful to know people what what I do go through. Um, it, but what but what you experience it magnifies everything else mm-hmm. so like when people are like well Nate might not be getting this done or this done or this isn't happening and you're like i know and and then you sit here and you're like okay so maybe i need to s- not focus so much on the message today and i need to go um and serve these people here and help the staff team member a member over here and da 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 because if not people get mad yeah. you know or they get frustrated with you and or you're not doing your job as they see a pastor should be but if you go if you do what i do you know at least one time you're like it's a lot more intense than i realized it was um because you're not just getting up there and throwing together a presentation i always wish everybody would go back and be like do you remember taking speech class and how many weeks they gave you to prep for that one speech yeah i got to do it every week so um now it helps as you get older to know and to remember and to retain things, but at the end of the day, you still have to be on your A game, do this, and do everything else, which is why the sabbatical was great because I got to actually focus on how to be a leader and not to worry about prepping for a message yeah so I mean yeah. mm-hmm. which also helps me understand I think moving forward, like you know i I also need to work on helping train other leaders. Or um the leaders, but other speakers so that as we look to help other churches and other people we have speakers ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um so multiple things happen in the place. Wow, but I didn't ask A Abe what yeah. about what about you? Yeah. Uh when it comes to um what you're going yeah. through is mm-hmm.
0: closeness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely man, I don't know what's going on with my throat, but um Definitely for the the extent of like making sure that you're getting it right, and like I think the biggest thing is actually communicating what is Scripture teaching us, because I think that that concern is not on enough people's hearts and minds anymore. Um, I think that we like take something and we run with it. Yeah. But I've in preparation, you have to be very cautious uh, and not just read it and be like, oh. I'm going to run with this. This has Mm -hmm. got to be what it is, right? And it's like understanding your context, understanding what you're talking about, um, and explaining it in such a way that is truthful to the text rather than just running with something. You know, because there's a balance. Like I would say we err on the side of topical, but we're not so topical that we just come up with some random thing and then we fit scripture around it. You know, it's like we're driving a point, but we're also driving the point of what Scripture is teaching us rather than just being like, mm-hmm. I'm pulling it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And so I think just being diligent in that sense of saying, God, what is it that you need to be spoken and not worry about everything else? I think for me that's something that um, I get caught up in, especially being uh, 23, and I, you know, for whatever it's worth, like obviously the culture of big church, cool church vibes. Like, I, that's very much so my generation, the big church, cool church kind of mentality. So, like, not getting caught up in that when I'm preparing uh, certain things. It's like, no, I, I want to stick to the text, you know, and not not start creating some mm-hmm. something else. <laughs> and so, like, that's just the diligence that I saw that. And I just really asked God to, you know, do that for me. I didn't want it to be something about me because it can easily become that yeah. very
1: quickly. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. you're just focusing again on that this is for everybody that needs to hear the gospel that Sunday. And yeah. but in a different way, looking at scripture different ways so that we can continue our journey with Jesus every single week to get closer and closer to him and yeah. mm-hmm. which is really important, but um I'll say so back to Sunday. Mm-hmm. What what, again, were the flaws of these leaders? Sure. And how did God use them?
2: Yeah. So Saul's flaw, he was um, very, very fearful and jealous, and he was a people pleaser. You know, things started out great for him, but he gave into his human nature as soon as things started getting bad or as soon as things started getting stressful. <laughs> he didn't rely on God in his yeah. decisions. You know, that's yeah. the stuff that made him lose his um anointing so to speak when for god sure. left him right because he took matters into his own hands he didn't take time to ask god for advice and wisdom or discernment and didn't he did he
1: actually walk away at what some point
2: i didn't read that he walked okay. away i just read he that he would just do things so, on his own quite a bit you know like like it's like he was too impatient to listen for yeah. god to answer to to to, to yeah
1: to, or it's almost to like he was kind of putting himself in that god Position. Yeah, the it's power... Like for something, and I'm being like, oh, this is the answer.
0: Boom, yeah. I'm making the answer. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, he, he used his power as king. It went straight to his head. Yeah. That's you, what power you know. does. Yeah. And, you know, and then after the sin and after the Spirit of God left him, then all of that just, just, just festered and festered and festered into fear anxiety, you know, all of these sort of paranoias and then jealousy and then yeah. anger and then acting out. So like his flaws
1: are very very For sure. Pretty, well, actually, <laughs> pretty easy to figure out. I'm so glad you 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 hit on it. It was like one of my favorite moments is when Saul's in the cave and David and his men are in there mm-hmm. and he's taking a leak. <laughs>
2: David I know. Like I, said, off of I had to. I, yeah, he cuts off some of his yeah. cape or something. Just, yeah, yeah. just like to show him that I was close enough to you to I take you out. I could have you taken out. you out,
1: but I don't touch but, the Lord's anointing. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but like, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then David's flaw. Um, you know, during his time, w- when Saul was still living, I couldn't find too many of David's flaws. Oh, like, for sure. No. He was very heroic. Yeah, you know, shepherd. Right, and it, it, humble. It wasn't yeah. until he died, till Saul passed away and killed yeah. himself, that, that that David time as king. Another yeah. another similarity is yeah. they both sinned as power. king. The power, yeah, you know, the prestige, the right. fame, all of those things that humans all desire and struggle with, um, that's when Bathsheba came into play, yeah. and um, I wasn't even going to pick Bathsheba. I wanted to find different sin, but it was the one that was just the most, the probably the biggest blemish. That... Well,
1: and that sin, as you keep reading, is like what came to his demise of all of his kids, mm-hmm. and all of his kids were messed up. Oh then. my
2: gosh, that whole family got Shoot. awful. Yeah,
1: I didn't get to talk about that.
2: Yeah, you know, but it's it, it was ruthless. like um, it just turned into. I mean, God even warns him of that. Yeah, you know, you know, God says that like, you know your 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 um, what does He say? Your offspring will be against themselves or something yeah. like that. And they did. Yeah, and yeah,
1: I think a brother killed a brother or something like that. Yeah, and was it, he was did. he was fleeing from from one of them, Absalom, yeah. right? <laughs> he was. <You laughs> so his son was trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh. Uh, I think
2: their flaws were pretty easy. Um, you know, you 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 asked me a little bit ago what uh, some of the hardest things to do about the sermon or like to talk about. Yeah. Um One of them was I didn't want everybody to just think David was the perfect good guy.
1: Oh, he was far from it. Yeah.
2: And I didn't want people to think that Saul was just the absolute bad guy. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to reveal to them both a little bit of in a little bit of a gray light. Yeah. You know, because I wanted people to really think about it for themselves. Yeah. I didn't want to just tell them the answers. I want people to wrestle with, yeah. well, that character, you know, yeah, he's awful, but I also feel really bad for Saul. Like, oh my gosh. Like I maybe I struggle with mental illness or for whatever sure. else. And then with David yeah. it's like, yeah, his actions were great, but then he had that one sin that he just couldn't let go of his lust. And you yeah, that was probably why he had 500 women i mean who,
1: i mean who knows you know and i wonder and i could be absolutely wrong on this I, I don't know if this is just poor theology on my part or maybe it's something you know but i wonder if like the when he says that they were the lord's anointed i wonder if that means that they were also filled with the holy spirit you know it doesn't say that because the old testament doesn't talk that way mm-hmm. um, it says
2: filled with god's spirit yeah yeah yeah, god's you know? spirit
1: so i mean obviously I would i would say suggests that's the Holy Spirit of the New Testament Mm -hmm. but the idea is (laughs) Uh, I I think it goes to show that sin though no matter what is always prevalent in the flesh Mm -hmm. that King Saul although started off probably on the right step but because of the power even though he was anointed and the spirit of God living with him or in him Mm -hmm. and uh, that he still chose to walk the path of humanity, yeah. you know, to be what all humans desire to be, which is the Garden of Eden moment yeah. that we all want to be like God, even though we were created in His image. Um, you know, you see that in David, on and on and on, and then again, but this is also pre, you know, death and resurrection, and but but the resurrection was what fulfilled the righteousness of Abraham, the uh, Noah, um, King Saul, King David. I mean, this is how God could say um, uh, that he was uh, a man after his own heart. Mm -hmm. Well, he's utterly broken, Mm -hmm. but it was probably because of Christ's blood on the cross and his resurrection is the reason that in the old Testament, it can say that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. It's so fascinating, Um, uh, which it gets me back to the idea uh, that I wish all Christians and humans could see is that no matter how broken you are, all people are still redeemable Mm -hmm. because God redeemed us. It's just recognizing that redemption and saying, yeah, I want that grace. Yeah.
2: Having an affair, getting this woman pregnant and then killing her husband. (laughs) David is, still best friend. David is still redeemable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know.
1: Oh, my goodness. Right. And You know, I've heard some people say, you know, like, I can't wait to uh, – this is a kind of a cool thing that I've always remembered, that we're going to go and, like, I can't wait to see King David in heaven, and I can't wait to see who, whoever. And yeah. You name the Biblical hero figure. that you love, right? I can't wait to see them, and you're going to be like, oh, how did this? And, well, why? you know, whatever that is. But I, I heard this one time, and I said – I wonder how many of those biblical heroes will come to us Mm. and say, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit living in you? Wow. Isn't that cool? Like, because they didn't get to experience that. They didn't Mm -hmm. live life knowing that Jesus died for their sins and rose again. I think they lived life knowing that the Messiah was coming, Mm -hmm. but they didn't get to live a life the way we get to live. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know. I'm so fast. Like, I just can't wait. Like, I think heaven is going to be so glorious, uh, sitting in the majesty of the Father and being able to sit at the table with Jesus. You might not care about those questions. That you, you probably have right won't now. care yeah. about those questions, but it is fun to think about. Yeah, you know? I've said
0: that a lot. Like, when people bring up something about, it's like, dude, I I, I just don't think we're going to even,
1: mm-hmm. and we oh, might not even, rem- re- like, we might not even, that might even be not even a thing. Not even a thing. Like. But it's still cool to think about. Yeah. Because we we live in the time of the resurrection and the who's Holy meet, Spirit. Who's meeting me at the gates? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably not Saint Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Michael the Archangel. He's like, I know you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, what gate? Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, I don't know. So Nick, is there anything else that you want to? Yeah, there is. Um,
2: so before David had this moment where you know he lusted after Bathsheba, and all that stuff happened. There was actually something in Scripture that I learned for the first time um, that almost like set that sin into motion for David. Mm -hmm. And so up until this point in time, every battle, every war, every moment where David had to be the leader, he was. And he stepped up. Every step along the way, if there was a battle, he was there. Mm -hmm. You know, just because he's king doesn't mean that he led from the palace. He led from the front line sort of a thing. Like, he was a commander as well, right? Except for the battle that was directly before Bathsheba. Because, like... Yeah, kings
1: would always go to war.
2: Yeah, but this one time David sat back and he's like, you yep. know what, my armies can handle this. I'm just gonna sit back. Yeah, and it and it's it's almost like he let go this of his responsibility point. down, or like he he let his guard down. He let his yep. responsibility down a little bit. He yep. just kind of got lax. Maybe you could call this in the sense of idleness yep. or laziness. Do
1: as I say, not as I do. Yeah,
2: and so he just kind of like he ki- that was almost like a shift in his character because like that's not like him. When point. all when all his buddies are going to battle and he's not going to go with them, it's like what? It's like there's there's something there, and it's directly after that moment yeah. that he's just like, oh, there's Bathsheba. So it's almost like he 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 got really lax. He let his guard down, yeah. and then the sin was ban- there, right there, and it did not miss a beat. Yep. And I think that's a lesson for us, you know, when we do let our guard down, when which we will, that is when sin is going to get us.
1: That's correct. That's correct. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, because it does say that not d- not just the generals, but the kings would go. It was the mm-hmm. season for war. Yeah. You know, like the, they would always go to battle in this, these certain areas. and uh, Sometimes God handed them over because of their sins, and other times God won because mm-hmm. of the victory that he wanted. And um, But that is a very good point. It's the time that we begin to take our eyes off Jesus, which is so funny because... Um, when difficult things arise in our, in our life, more times than not, if we haven't been discipled or aren't growing in our faith, our natural reaction is to run from Him. Mm-hmm. And that's temptation when it starts to occur and sin enters and then, and then sometimes the worst case scenarios happen. Instead of being prepped and saying, listen, you're going to have trouble in this life. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Everything about life is going to be hard. You're going to go through all kinds of death. It's, you're going to experience. You're going to probably going to get sick. You're going to. Uh, you're going to experience pain and heartache and things. But listen, I've overcome all that. You know, if you understand that with the mentality, when the next horrible thing happens in my life, I need to run to Him, mm-hmm. so that, you know, I don't just sit back and say, whatever.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if you have the armor of God, if you start taking some yeah. pieces off to rest. That's right. That's when sin gets you.
1: Yeah, Ephesians 6. And I think that's the key. I mean, that is a really good point, is that the moment when we stop doing the things God has asked us to do are, the typically, are typically the moments we start finding ourselves falling into that temptation. Mm-hmm. And temptation isn't the sin, it's the acting upon the temptation. And yeah. so, but temptation typically arises when our faith lacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That's a great point.
2: Yeah, I didn't get to include it in the sermon, um, but I I I, I wanted to mention it as we were talking and thinking about it. That's ah, so.
1: really good. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good series. Mhm. I really did. I enjoyed we had New Testament, we had Old Testament, yeah. um um like I said, very different mm-hmm. speakers um you know i think it's seasons like that are good for churches as well yeah. it was good it was great for me so i think the only thing
2: that, that i think the 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 future if there's a next time that yeah. we could do differently is as was after we choose our heroes yeah is then let those sermons go in chronological order like we should have oh, started with well, Ab- sure. abraham maybe you know and then got further and closer and closer, and closer to jesus i don't know but that's just yeah, a very it's not very, a bad idea. A very small criticism yeah
1: or some other. Or I enjoyed going last, though. different series <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, because I also I cho- who was I chose... the guinea pig again? I forget. It was me. It was you. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was old Gid the
2: kid. Old Gid the kid. Yeah, but um, I also knew too that this summer in the Psalms was coming up, and so that also helped me pick David a little bit too because he is the psalmist, and yeah. I wanted to yes. be able to give people a little bit of a precursor for you. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I think I think David wrote like there are 150 psalms, and I think he wrote. Uh, I forget the number off the top of my head. 73 or 79 yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. almost
2: half. It's like the for, like the first 3 books of the yeah. Psalms are are the heavily David. Yeah, yeah. Heavily not David. all of them but heavily. A few
1: of them, David. them at the end, um there's like 40 some that are unanimous we don't even know who wrote mm-hmm. um and then there're a few others. I'll probably share that on Sunday just to give people kind of an understanding of Psalms, but um Sweet. uh but you guys did a great job. That was very as it was great. It was a blessing to me. I'm sure it was a blessing to the church. Um and it's good. It's good. It's it shows health and stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, so, man. I enjoyed it. I um this this the series coming up though, yeah, Summer in Psalms. It's just 3 weeks. In fact, I could probably tell you what they are right now. Do it. Um uh week 1 is Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. Uh actually, we don't know who wrote Psalm 1. So, um I many suggest it's David, but it isn't, isn't clear. Mm-hmm. Um And then the following week is going to be Psalm 90, Mm -hmm. which is by far one of my favorites. Um, And it's the only one that Moses wrote. Mm. Is Bill doing that week? No, and then he's doing the week after, and that one's Psalm 3. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think, the first of King David's Psalms that we have. So, um, so it'll be good, and then we're going to launch into our vision series. I love um, my church. Yeah, so. and
2: it won't be too long till we have our Avenue birthday. Yep, that's right. Five years in September.
1: Yeah, yeah and that's also going to be a baptism Sunday, and mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. be a great day of celebration.
2: Out, it's going to be outdoor in the park. Uh, yeah. We will still have worship and a message on that day. It'll be one service at 10 a.m., I do believe. Yep. And um, so it's gonna be, it's going to be very fun. You're yeah. not going to want to miss that one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It was good. Good job, guys. Yeah, awesome.
2: All right, guys. Well, I'm going to end there. We're right about 46 minutes. I like that. That's a good spot. Uh, if you made it the whole way, we want to thank you guys for listening. And just like Abe said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, any interaction that you, that you guys do, it helps out the algorithm so that more and more people can listen to this, not for, for the account that we want to be heard, but rather that, you know, we can get people to know more about Jesus, more about Avenue, and, you know, more about these lessons that this good book has given us you know, being the Bible. So we wanna thank you guys for listening and have a very, very blessed week. Thank you for going beyond the row.